ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Former Rolling Stone Mick Taylor is the lead right, and then he goes on, the tour. on this record. Yeah, he goes totally. on, the, on the tour with him. That's right. Totally. Oh this is weirdly my favorite Dylan band. This one record. I know you hate the way it sounds. I don't even mind the way it sounds. First of all, I'm such a Knopfler head. I absolutely I'm so into Knopfler's parts on this record. And the Mick yeah, Taylor solos are amazing. The drums um, sound like shit, though. Come on, the drums are that's awful. That's fair. That's but wait, hey, listen. It's like it's like you know, Brothers Samoan. It's like it's the eighties. What are you gonna do? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> the drums are supposed to sound bad. <laughs> fifty years of music with fifty-year-old white guys. Podcast Network. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with us through Facebook and uh, go go ahead and leave us a, a review. That's how we can get more great fans like you. Ben Barton, rocking in Knoxville, Tennessee tonight. Are you not? I am ready to do it. Let's go. Jeff Simon's working hard in Berkeley, California. Show not in Berkeley, California. Over the bridge in beautiful um, Marin County. Never right. got out of the office tonight. So show the uh, show the audience the uh, plate of food you have. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you listening at home, this Look at is this. my lunch that's still like maybe one quarter eaten. It's been a day. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a day, and what better way to cap a busy professional day uh, than with fifty year old white guys? Um, so ben Barton. First things first. The Bonnaroo lineup has come out. It has and, indeed. And if we look closely in your office, you claim to be all things Bonnaroo on this That's podcast. Way too strong. I do not claim to be all things Bonnaroo. I do claim He's to go Captain every Bonnaroo. year. I, I do claim to go every year that I can. I've gone Excellent. every year but one since 2006. Wow. That's a good record. Good record. Um, So scale of one to five, five being awesome, one being poor. What do you think of the lineup this year? Well, Tim, thanks for asking. First, let me start. Let me start by saying I was not crazy about the lineup last year, and I had a freaking ball, an absolute oh. ball. Okay. So much fun to be back out at the farm post-pandemic. Um, and basically, it doesn't have to be Bonnaroo, but who, dear listeners, whatever it is that you have in your life that you're like, it's fun, but it's a pain in the ass. I don't feel like doing it. Just go ahead and do it. All fantastic. right. That being said. Great advice. Uh, lineup is great. Very pleased with it. I traditionally do a ranking of the bands. Ooh. And it goes Ooh. from top to bottom. Okay. I listed in order of, so anybody who's above it, that means I would see them in a conflict between them. Okay. And I break it into tiers. Tier one is <laughs> must-see tier. Andra Lamar, Tyler Childers, The Best, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. It's You're saying hot. you got to see them. you got to see hot them. right out of the gate. 
Okay. I'm very happy to see. Thrilled to see them. And Timmy, you're going to be very pleased. I put Jenny Lewis in this tier for you. Yes, let's yes. go. Yes. Friend of the pod, Jenny Lewis. <laughs> Remy Wolf. Um, Memphis's own 3-6 Mafia. Reunited and back out of tour. Can't wait Ooh. to see him. And then uh, Thursday, we've got the back-to-back non-gender specific Ezra Furman Big Freedia combo. Okay. Next tier is happy to see. And these are legacy acts that I'm just like, some of whom I've seen, some of them I haven't, but happy to see them. Foo Fighters, Sheryl Crow, Pixies, Franz Ferdinand, Paramore. Interested in seeing. Uh-huh. 70 Shake, Rina Samoyama, Sanford the Great, J.I.D., and Peach Pit. And they put Peach Pit on there for Jeff. I know he's a Peach Pit guy. I, think, I, like, I, do, like the, yeah. I do like the Peach Pit. My children like did. Peach Pit. Yeah, good. But all yeah, right. There's 19 bands that I just listed, all of which I'm happy to see or anxious to see. I'm dancing. This yeah, is great. Cool. Give me the give me the dates of Bonnera this year. Uh, I know for sure that June 16th is one of the dates because that's George's birthday and she's going to be there with me. So that'll be really and, fun. And my wedding anniversary. Nice. Mm. Mm. A lot of good memories on that weekend for me. A lot, a lot of good stuff. Uh, you Jeff- even missed a, a couple of like sure things, I think. You did not mention Fleet Foxes, who I've seen live and who are pretty great. Very nice. Um, you did not mention Black Midi, who you will love. They are a, um, I don't know where from in the cold world they're from. They're Scandinavian, but they're like really <laughs> northern Scandinavian. And it's like math rock with a guy talking in English with a weird accent. I mean, right. That does sound like me. I like the people I know who have seen black midi say it's one of the best things they've ever seen. So you, that's a Friday. They're like on the fifth line on Friday, but um, that's a must see in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, And I think, and I like Bob Moses too. I think that would be a good show. I think he can bring it live. Very nice. Uh, so Jeff so Simons, out of that oh, whole, Wolfpack. you didn't mention Wolfpack with the greatest bass player in the world in it these days. <laughs> we'll check them out too. Sounds good. Dude, All you're right. gonna love Wolfpack. They're like they're like the funkiest funkers who ever funked a funk. Like it's just amazingly entertaining. You will love them. So Jeff, out of the out of that big lineup, who would you be most excited to see? Ah, uh, I'm. I haven't seen Wolfpack live yet. They might be my. Really going all in with Wolfpack. Like, I love those guys. I'd go. I'm gonna. I would on Sunday, assuming that they were not against anybody. I'd go see my friends and Umphreys McGee as well, because that's just a Bonnaroo tradition. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, Ben named a lot of the high notes too. I mean, it's a great. I this is a great lineup. It's got something for everybody. I feel like it's a real attempt to bring rock and roll back into the Bonnaroo fold. Like, there's way more rock bands than last year. Without actually, like, one of the without, things like, really... go ahead. No, no, you go. I was just gonna say, without like sacrificing all the other cool stuff that you can see too. That's all. Okay. Well, Jimmy, I've got a report from the mayor of Knoxville. Oh, what did she say? She's got two reactions. First, to your invitation to come on the podcast, yes, and announce her candidacy. Yes, she's more than happy to once you <laughs> donate. She's okay. much gonna okay. need but... to see. She's going to need to see some major donations. Okay. Jeff has already donated. And All in right. fact, I believe she used the verb bundling when she described <laughs> what she needed to do. That makes me nervous. That's. I would uh, be surprised th- if I wasn't the first donation response to that, to that most recent wish, because it went ping and I went in and donated money 
like within 30 seconds of receiving the reminder. So and Jeff, very much appreciated. We love it. You're good. Go. Tim, we'll just leave it at that. All right, I'll get going. Second, she had some reactions to uh she's had some various reactions to the travel log, but uh she has a humorous one to Philadelphia. Uh-huh. First, she was puzzled that Jeff pitched um what's this, what's the name of the guy? G Love? No, no, no. The Sorry. Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren is oh, unknown. Oh. India was like, I love that bag of a drum song. Hopefully I'm getting that. But no luck for no India luck. with that. No. But worse yet, Timmy. Oh, worse no. yet. Oh no. You just said that you were gonna pick a song by the roots. What song slash band did she think you were talking about? I don't know. What? Jeff, do you have any guess? It has the word the band is the name word root in it. Oh, now rusted root. Oh, she oh. did. She was oh, like, my I'm way. on my way. I'm on my oh, way. She was going to help me out. See, had she been a fan <laughs> of the podcast, she would have known we talked about them in Pittsburgh, the very first musical road trip podcast. That's so funny. Okay. Oh, she, she just lost five bucks. Um, well, welcome. This is not a podcast devoted to Bonnaroo. This is a, a podcast devoted to musical road trips. And you may be wondering, where we're going on this road trip right now we are headed to the southwest um but guys the gas tank is on e we should stop for some gas jeff what's the next town coming up Dude, you you were so artful at this um, why, Tim, it looks like we've somehow trying to get to Arizona have ended up in Minnesota. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Uh-huh. Hibbing appears to be the next stop. Hibbing, Minnesota. Well, at this gas station, let's stop and talk about Hibbing, Minnesota's most famous son, Robert Zimmerman. And so I think what we do normally is we go to the Grammy winning song uh, back in our first two seasons. Do either of you know that? Do either of you know if Bob Dylan won any Grammys in his time? Yes, he did. What did he win? He's won Best. two. He's won two oh. album of the years. Which album? One of them is for gospel record of the year for Slow Train Coming in 1979, I think. That was for a special category gospel, yes. What about Best Rock Album? Or Album of the Year? And any guesses? That's heat. Maybe I mean it's got to be late. There's no way they gave I'm it out to of him. Mind, early. Maybe it is indeed late. He uh, won a Grammy for "Time Out of Mind." He won a Grammy also for "Love and Theft." Those are his two big album of the years. He's also won some um, uh, career retrospective type awards. He won the best male rock performance for uh, "Slow Train Coming" in 1980. They kind of created that category for him. Uh, but he's never won a Grammy for Song of the Year. Um, and he didn't win an Album of the Year Grammy until 1998. He has, however, won a Pulitzer and a Nobel Prize and a Presidential Medal of Freedom. But the song we're going to play tonight hey, is... We, do you remember when he won the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Grammy? And they I... gave that hilarious speech in 1991. It's one of my favorite... Who gave the speech? Helen. They gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award because they'd never given him an actual Grammy and they felt uh -huh. stupid. And he got up there and he's holding this thing and he says, you know, uh, I'm just sitting up here. I remember my, my daddy used to say to me, 
Well, it's just you said so many things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. great. We're going to play his Oscar winning song. Any either of you have a guess on what song he wrote that won an Oscar? That's amazing. Just help us, Tim. Things have changed. Things have changed. Won an Oscar award from Wonder Boys. You bet. From Wonder Boys. Oh my God! Everything about this. By the way, "Knocking on Heaven's Door" is from a movie. In case <laughs> right. you were wondering whether Didn't he should win. have won an Oscar for a different song, "Knocking on Heaven's Door" is from a movie. Like cooking at the beginning. one in a day that sounds good that isn't sounds it a good, good song i really like that song that's good stuff um uh so yeah ladies and gentlemen just full disclosure we just want to have a podcast where we talk about bob dylan and what a great excuse uh but to run out of gas in hipping minnesota this is this is wonderful jeff simons why are we talking they never, about bob? they never would have seen through that at all they, too. yeah well nice if you let him out on the inside i know Get him, get him in, get him into the pod. Uh, what has come out this week where Bob Dylan is in the news for us? Well, it's actually, it's going to come out tomorrow as of this taping, but by the time they hear it. So Dylan has released, I think, 54 records. And incredibly, they've put out hundreds of CDs worth of outtakes from those 53 records in a series called the Bootleg Series. Um, it started in 1991 when we were all in college, um, and it's been running for the last 32 years. They're on volume 17 this oh. week, and the box set is called Fragments, the Time Out of Mind Sessions. So it has a, a new remix of the original 1997 record as the first disc. Then it has two full discs of studio outtakes, complete alternate versions of all the songs from Time Out of Mind and a couple of songs that didn't make the record. Then a fourth disc that is all live versions of those songs. And then a fifth disc that collects songs from these sessions that have been released on previous bootleg series that weren't focused on one album, but were kind of a compilation style. So if you buy this, you have every note and fart uh, released from the Time Out of Mind sessions, which stretch almost 15 months so it's about does 65 performances doesn't isn't bob dylan's catalog currently without this already kind of too big to really consume perish the thought 
Timothy, really? I don't think I don't Golly. think so. No. Well, it depends on what you mean by consuming, right? Like if you listened to a Bob Dylan record every other day, you'd hear everything he'd ever done in six months. I, that doesn't seem like unconsumable, like too big to consume. Huh. Okay. You're just not listening to anything else. I mean, or, I'm or listening going to out. more than a record a day, brother. Look at this, Tim. He's <laughs> honing in. He's going after him. He's going a lot louder than off the hook. Uh, uh, I do that every other day. That gives you the other Tim's got the- claws. But Ben Barton, that is not the only Bob Dylan news of the week. Will you tell the listeners what Jeff Simons has been up to? Yes, Jeff Simons. And I, I believe, I maybe I misstated his name. I meant Electrocast recording artist Jeff Simons <laughs> has been Thank in you. the studio. Woo! And he's cutting some Dylan covers as an homage to this very podcast. Indeed. We're going we're gonna to have a little tie-in, a little synergy I'm going to do a series of 50, 50 years of music covers EPs. Okay. I'm going to cover songs that you all have identified as great over the last 125 episodes. I'm going to pick songs that I can do something with. Uh huh. Um, I'm going in with some buddies and we're going to do them in different sessions and we're going to do them quick and dirty. We're going to try to do them in a day when we do them. So I went in. To, I decided the place to start is to to go back and grab some tunes that sit outside the podcast, right? It's okay. a 1969 forward, but we talk so much about Dylan and we talk so much about some some artists that started their careers before we were born. So I wanted to go back and grab some Dylan songs that were in this kind of lost Dylan category, like songs that only lunatics like us. Yeah, might know. That's great. And um, and I just had a blast. I went in with uh, four of my buddies and uh, we knocked out all the basics in about three and a half hours. And will you send me more clips when you like them so that I can tweet them out to our audience? Totally. Yeah. You know, we're in that phase where like it's not mixed yet. So if you hear it now, you'd be like, these guys sound like hot garbage. But once we like put the drums and the vocals all in the right spot, it'll. It'll sound less like heart. It'll sound like fresh garbage more than which, <laughs> which uh, give us one song that you recorded. Just name. Tell, I mean, I won't be coy. We did three. Um, I did them all. I picked all songs from 1966. I picked um, Tell Me Mama, which Dylan used to kick off the electric set in his 66 tour, which right. is one of the most infamous tours in rock history. And it's a song he never even did in the studio. I picked uh, One of Us Must Know. From Blonde on Blonde, because I think it's like the le- it's kind of like the least appreciated of the great Blonde on Blonde Love songs. It. Dylan has yep. never done it live, unbelievably, huh. in his whole career. That's insane. So I wanted to give that one some love. And then I picked an outtake from the sessions called She's Your Lover Now that I've been doing with the band in concert. And uh, Dylan's version, they they screwed up in the end of the fourth verse. And they never, he was working so fast that they never went back and fixed it. So the only version that exists uh, ends before he gets to the end of the, the lyric and the song. So we finished it. So now you're <laughs> oh, nice. uh, now. To, and it's full of glory. So. Wonderful. Well, we can't wait. What's uh give us a timetable. Uh, we'll be done with them by, we'll have them all done by Valentine's day. And then, Woo! uh, it's up to the label when they want to unleash it on the public. But I had a great meeting with the fellas from Electrocast right before this podcast. And I am one lucky spud. They are some great guys. And, awesome. and uh, we're in bed with some very reputable gentlemen. Wow. Wow. Well, we cannot, cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun to hear that 
Um, as long as we're all happy and feeling um, somewhat fulfilled, let's go to the torture basement. Uh, Jeff, I've put it in Dropbox. This is an all Dylan compilation here in the torture basement. You have to figure out the titles of these Bob Dylan songs. You can number your papers one to 15. Uh, and I will just I would just alert the audience members that uh, Ben Barton asked me to to go deep on some. So it's not just ones that we're going to be super familiar with. We're going to have to do some soul searching with a few of these titles. I was muted. Ben and I are teammates again, though, right? This is not a competition. You are indeed. You are teammates. Good. Which is lucky because Jeff is so much better than I am. So that's going to work out for me. That's not it. Okay, here we go. Torture Basement. First pass. Johnson sword in at 238. I know this one. Let me know when you decide to throw in the towel. This one. We learn to live and then we forgive. First goes of his hands in the pockets of chance. But a fan wants circumstance. One by one, they finally decide. Not a good one, but I do know one. it. you get you know i forgot to set that um i'd say 11 we don't have to replay it then i think i've got i wow. think i've got 15 let me call out some because you have so many more than i do for sure. right. you just go until you don't know it and then i'll i'll jump in yeah go right, ahead so Beth. one is murder most foul wow i agree job. uh number two i don't know that's a time out of mind song but which one is it to make you feel my love beautiful Excellent. uh number three is joker man Excellent. 
Number four is Forever Young. Excellent. Now I've got a couple of question marks. So go, Jeff. Number five is License to Kill. Oh, nice. From from which album? uh, Infidels. Good. Number six, I have no idea. We learn to live and we forgive. I don't know what the hell Any ideas, Ben? No clue. That was um, from the new one? That was when the deal goes down from modern times. Oh, man. I don't have, I mean, nothing. All right, Ben, number seven. Oh, dude, just move on. Jeff's going to carry us home at this juncture. All right, Dignity is correct. It's the uh, MTV Unplugged version. Yeah, I thought so. And then uh, the next one is Two by Two from oh. Under the Red Sky. I wow, that's, that's that's a amazing. bold one. I had that's Noah's amazing. Ark, so that's way better. Two by Two is way better. <laughs> I had um, no idea. I've never listened to Under the Red Sky. It's so. not a good record. Okay, but it came uh, out when we were in college. You know, anyway, you just you don't own that much music, so, so I bought that buy it. record. I was like, I'm gonna play this and figure <laughs> out some way to get some joy. That's out of the it. one that is sixty I, miles an hour down a dead end street. That's what it is. Oh, that's um, Knocked Out Loaded, I think. Under the Red Sky is Wiggle Wiggle is the first song. You, you put it on and you're like, what have I purchased? Wiggle 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 and she walks out of the street. It's so bad. And it was the follow-up to Oh Mercy. We're like, oh, he's back. He's killing yeah. it. Like, what the hell is happening? That, the other song from Under the Red Sky that they tried to play on the radio was 10,000 Men. Do you remember that one? No. 10,000 Men. I mean, it's so bad. I have no idea what comes next. The Break of Dawn song. Number number nine is uh, called 90 Miles an Hour. It's from Down in the Groove. Oh, man, that's a rough record. The next one, though, it's one of the religious numbers, and I'm going to guess that it's When You're Going to Wake Up. It is indeed When You're Going to Wake Up. Boom. And then uh, next is George Jackson. No. Yeah. No. Oh, is it? It's uh, it's Black Diamond Bay then. It's which I Black Diamond Bay. That's correct. Oh, use those two songs. Okay. Black Diamond Bay is from Desire. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, um, number twelve. I think it's, do you have the next one, Ben? No. It's I Contain Multitudes, right? The, yes. The yeah. Okay. Do you know which album that's from? It's from Rough and Rowdy. It's from the new one, right? Wow. Good. Yeah. And then Blood in My Eyes. And then New Morning. Yep. And then is it Mozambique at the end? For Jay Tandon, it is indeed Mozambique. That was the uh, song he would listen to driving from uh, Rochester, Vermont to the Breadloaf campus. I'd like to spend some time in Mozambique. Golly, you guys crush it. 13 out of 15 in the torture chamber. Love it. That was beautifully Love done, Jeff. Well it. done. Well Thank done you. indeed. By the way, it's down in the groove that had 90 miles an hour down a dead end street. That was that song. We both didn't even recognize it. How embarrassing is that? We were making fun of a song we just heard. No. <laughs> really? It was that song? Yeah. 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 Down That's in the hilarious. groove. Down in the groove is a horrible record, too. That, that song is, is good, though. That song, that 90 miles an hour song is good. I just didn't recognize it. And then there's um that, that record has rank strangers to me on it. And uh it's bad. It's bad. Right? What what year did Down in the Groove come out? 1988. That oh, was okay. when he was really starting to fall. That was before the Oh Mercy comeback. He'd made like just three howling dogs. And I saw that tour and he wasn't Ooh. on stage for more than like an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, and I remember the alarm opened up for him and like three songs. <laughs> now you're like, talking. Maybe the alarm is still here. They could go get him. <laughs> <laughs> well, so dude, what's. One of the... 
Go one ahead. of the songs that I chose is from Knocked Out Loaded, and the Wikipedia nice. for that is great. Uh, not oh, yeah. critically acclaimed, Knocked Out Loaded. <laughs> they have a hilarious interview with Dylan where they where he says, you know, I've been taking a long time to put on my records, 15, 18 months, and they all sell the same. So I decided to put them on a little more quickly. And I was like, you think? You think, Bob? <laughs> so oh what is... How long is the stretch of of albums that you guys consider uh these are not good albums? Like like is it a is it a five album stretch? Is it a ten album stretch? Is it two? That's such a good question. I mean, a guy like me, like I end up sort of having a soft spot even for the really crappy ones. Like I would say the first howling dog Dylan record is saved. In 1980, oh, no way, dude. I mean, the, the one that's not supposed to be released, the Bob Dylan, the self portrait one is. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, that doesn't count, though, right? The Dylan, I, the one I mean, that put but you, that, that's all, it's unbelievably awful. If it came out right now, I would literally be like, that's a deep fake because there's no way that, that, that this human <laughs> went in and recorded it. Seriously. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I a really bad record, but I mean, under what circumstances, like the amount of time that it took to record some of those songs, you're like, how did that even happen? Like, I what know, was right? going on? Wow. Do you remember that there's a version of Bill Yale attacking on oh, that record? Oh, dude, there's a version of everything on there. So well, seriously, you could you can tell me and, and there's uh, there's Moon River on there too, right? I mean, you could whatever yeah. you, you could you could name any song, and I would be like, ha ha ha, I believe you. But there's <laughs> no there. song dumb enough. But like assuming that 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 payback record, the record company releases because he changes labels. I think right. the first record where I'm like, this record blows is saved, and then. Um, Shot of Love is really spotty and uneven, but it's got a couple of bangers. Um, Infidels, the sound of Infidels is really unfortunate, but the, some of the songs are great. I'm also Empire picking Burlesque. an Infidels song. I'm here for Infidels. Yeah. Okay. Um, Empire Burlesque is bad. not a good record. So that's Knocked the first. Not loaded, that's bad. bad. Down in the groove. Not got loaded. Down on the groove. So the, right there, like 84 to 88, he's he sucks. They, yeah, but that's just three bad. records before you get to Oh Mercy. Then you got Oh Mercy, but then it gets bad again a little bit. You get Under the Red Sky. You get the two solo acoustic records. By the way, I like those. I ride for those records. Good as I've been to you and Second World Gone Wrong. Like, like, World Gone Wrong, I like. The first one's got Froggy Man Courtin on it. And yeah, that but is... that's because it's a hilarious throwback. He's just going back to the basics playing old folk music. I dig it. I, I dig that record. And then it's been it's been it's not, it's pretty great from time out of mind through modern times. There's a ten year block where yeah the material's yeah. really good, and then it's kind of faded again. And then oh my get, god, dude! The, there's a lot of records in here. Yeah, but oh, yeah. Here, goes, <laughs> here comes Santa. Must be Santa. <laughs> so if you agree with me, which you don't have to, good as I've been to you, world gone wrong. Time out of mind is a masterpiece. Love, love yeah. and death is great. Modern times is great. Yeah, yeah, totally. Then, great. Together Through Life, Christmas Not in the great. Heart, Tempest, Shadows Not in great. the Night, Fallen nope. Angels, Triplicate uh -uh. are all there yep. before Rough and Rowdy Ways, which, by the way, is the best record he's put out since, yeah, since, uh, since Modern Times. Yeah. That's no, those not are good. That's his most worst of those are, Most of those are covers records. Like That's a bad stretch. Records, and those are awful. The, the ones where he's doing really some covers, I'm just like, oh, what yeah. are you doing, dude? They're worthless records to me. So, like, um... In 85, 86, he records Band of the Hand. Yeah. And With that Teddy was that was just a compilation. That wasn't off an album? It's a single for a movie. Um, from Band so of the Hand. The way that happens is that Dylan asks Petty and the Heartbreakers to be his backing band for a tour 
a which huge I saw. Tour. My dad and I went to that show. Awesome. I did too. I actually saw them open for the Grateful Dead at RFK Stadium and like one of the big, big shows of that tour. Um, and so while they were in rehearsals, his manager came and said, hey, there's a movie coming out. If you can write a song called Band of the Hand in the next 36 hours, it's yours. <laughs> so they just were sitting there. So he just wrote it like they just recorded it, wrote it, mixed it, bang. And everybody got all excited, like, oh, Dylan and Petty are going to make a record. But there was no intention of doing that. They just, they just so that's cr- all they cranked out a song. A soundtrack song. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, we got to move on because uh, I've got another little quiz for you to test your musical knowledge. Do you know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, put together a list of the 500 songs that shaped rock? Bob Dylan has five songs on that list. The 500 oh, songs this. that shaped rock. Uh, this is fun. Okay. Do you all, can you get together, put your brains together? And oh, we get to work the, together. Good. Okay, good. Put together. So, uh, like the, a Rolling Stone is the obvious number one with a bullet. That's going to be on there for sure. Like a Rolling Stone is on there. It is, uh, we're going to go chronologically and I'll give you this hint. It is third. Chronologically? Yes. And Blowing in the Wind is on there. Blowing in the Wind is number one. Boom. All right, so we need a song in between Blowing in the Wind and Like a Rolling Stone. I would probably go with Times They Are Changing because it's a very, it's a, it's not a savvy list. What do you think? Nothing about bringing it back home? That would be Subterranean Homesick Blues, right? That would be the one they picked from that? Yeah. Okay, so maybe their dates are wrong because... <laughs> Times They Are Changing is the second one. It says it's 63, and then it says uh, Subtraining Homesick Blues is number four at 1965. And you said oh. Like a Rolling Stone. Subterranean comes out before Like a Rolling Stone. Okay, but they missed that out. No worries, that's good. We have four out of five. First out of the gate. Out of the, the gates, you've named four out of the five. And it's got to be Tangled Up on Blue, don't you think? I totally agree. Tangled Holy Up on Blue. Holy cow, you guys. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That's good. We're going to get out of here before midnight. Let's go. Um, that was pretty good. A lottery that was ticket pretty good. And I actually contributed. So that made me feel you happy. Really did. Actually contributed. Yeah. You were all over that. Well, uh, Jeff Simons, let's get a little more Dylan out there. Let's play his number one biggest song of all time. Uh, most Spotify plays. Uh, biggest sales. The song that creates rock music. I wonder if we could start it, though. Uh, for that final verse, like a Rolling Stone, starting in at four twenty-five, when he kind of shifts his tone in regards to his subject. You got it. Oh, that was therapeutic. That felt good. 
Just when you hey, got, I got nothing, a controversial got opinion. To lose. <laughs> nothing to lose. Yes, Ben Bard, controversial. A controversial opinion associated with this, and that actually came up in an uh, argument slash discussion I had with Dahlia's super lovely boyfriend. Bringing it all back home is my favorite Dylan record of the 60s. Okay. I got, I got no beef. I got no beef. I think highways highways not as interesting to listen to because it's the it's the same sound for nine straight tracks, right? It's Whereas also there's, there's three home, or four that cool electric acoustic thing and there's some there's some comedy. It's got a little more variation. There's three or four fantastic songs on Highway 61, but it's not it doesn't like there's not as many good songs on Highway 61 as there aren't bringing it back home in my opinion. I I I'm digging That's that. I actually think one of the things that helps your argument is that some of the songs on Highway, Dylan picked versions that where there are there are other versions I totally hugely agree. prefer. Like yeah. it takes a lot to laugh is that slow piano version and there's that just rip shit electric version sitting in the can for 31 years. I mean, it's just yeah. unforgivable. Yeah. So <laughs> I like that take. Those three records, though, are like one record to me. Like bring in Highway and Blonde on Blonde feel like one just explosive nonstop on fire of, of creation, you know, like they're they're all released within 17 months of each other. It's that's, insanity. It's out of hand. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Bless his heart situation for uh, Dahlia's boyfriend. And he's a, a huge music fan, but it's like he's, you know, he's 20 or 21. So it's all received wisdom. The uh-huh. Received wisdom is that Highway 61 is the masterpiece. Yes, that's, that, that's literally Dylan's best record. And then you can put, you know, you put Blood on the Tracks maybe second. And then, but I mean, the, the before Highway 61 is like the, the Neocene period. Right, right. Ancient history, nothing of interest <laughs> happened there. Well, I would argue, I mean, you've heard guys have heard me say this before, maybe, but like, I think rock music, there are two records that really start modern rock music where some bands put out an entire album of original music. And it's not just a collection of singles. It's an attempt to make a 40 minute piece of art. And the first one is Freewheeling Bob Dylan. I think Freewheeling Bob Dylan in 1963 changes, it, it starts the renaissance of rock music because he writes almost all this. I think that's the first record where he writes them all. Mm. They all connect to each other. It is a record about both that exact moment and about the most timeless feelings that human beings have. Um, and it's just, it changes everything. Because it's also like, yeah, my voice isn't the prettiest and there are better guitar players, but screw you. I wrote them, I'm singing them, I'm playing them, deal with it. And so the record that responds to that is actually the Beatles' A Hard Day's Night in the mm. UK, which is the first all-original Beatles record where they're suddenly writing songs that are about something, having obviously just listened to Free Will and Bob Dylan, like, oh shit, we better we better not just write about girls and, and sunsets. Those two records, though, they start modern rock music right there. So I and think if you're like me and you haven't sat down and listened to Free Willens Gate to Gate for, for a minute. Uh-huh. Look at these fucking songs. Blow to the Wind, Girl from the North Country, Masters of War. Those are the first three songs of this fucking <laughs> record. And it's got Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Like It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What amazing. a collection of fucking songs. Don't Think it's Twice, It's All Right is like just an unbelievable pop folk song. Just so fucking it's so great. great. So great. It's a great record. And he cut Let Me Die in My Footsteps from it. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, they're, they're, the outtakes from Freewheeling would be somebody else's greatest achievement. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's great. So, yeah, that, yeah, I think saying that Dylan's, 
you should start start paying attention to Dylan in 65 is a huge, huge mistake. You miss an yeah. awful lot of brilliant songs. Ben, 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 what's the uh, do you have your computer up? Do you what? How does Don't Think Twice end? What's the what's the last couplet? All right, that's going to take a second. You just wasted all of my precious time, but don't think twice. It's all right. Uh, I uh, that was a song like six years ago. We were listening to in the car, and Patrick just quietly sitting in the passenger seat. He's like, "That that was a good that was a good ending." I'm like, "Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was." No one also, my mom's favorite Dylan like song. That's my mom's favorite Dylan. Is song. it? Oh, that's yeah, a great fun. choice. That's so great. All right. Well, we got to get to our three album songs, moments. Uh, I kind of gave you a little bit of homework. You can interpret it as you will. I, I don't, I don't. Because I broke, I broke you. your rules entirely. Great. I, I did what but so Ben you and get, I. You get to, you get to pick one Bob Dylan clip to play. Go ahead. Take it over. One? Jeff Simons. Okay. So I, I did, um, I will, cause I hope Ben did this too. I tried to pick my favorite 10 Post blood on the tracks, Dylan songs. That's, That's what I did because because the, the you know there's you're the, the best. The, that was our original idea. Then Timmy changed the assignment, which I followed. But I, I dig it. Yeah. Also, I didn't no, have no, 10, no. I just couldn't bring myself. I loved the idea so much because so much is we've said a lot about these great Dylan. The Dylan in the seventies. Yeah, that we were allowed to talk about. We really did, but. You know, as Ben said, it's like Highway 61, Blood on the Tracks, and then everybody, everything else is for Dylan fanatics. And so, you know, there is a sense of like, there are a lot of lean years with Dylan. So you're chasing after great performances. And and the other problem is he's a terrible judge of his own material for a while there. And he cut, he cut up to me off Blood on the Tracks, which is just like, what the hell is he thinking? He yeah. cut Grooms Still Waiting at the Altar off of Shot of Love. He cut Blind Willie McTell off of Infidels. Like, these are just unforgivably <laughs> stupid, stupid choices. So um, we talked a lot about Time Out of Mind. Um, right. So I'm going to pick a song that some of you, it's probably better known than it would have been because it ended up on, on a random Greatest Hits collection that came out in the after MTV Unplugged, they were like, oh, my God, people know who he is. Let's put out Greatest Hits Volume 3. And they put out this very weird collection of Dylan songs from like 75 to I don't know when the ending year was, but I think that's where Dignity first came out. Oh, yeah. But, no, dude, um, that's Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits Volume 3, which I had, right, which you're completely right. Some bangers on there. Yeah. And so I'm going to pick one of those bangers, which is from 1978. It's from one of those Dylan records that that everybody ignores that if you're a Dylan guy, you sneakily like, this movie's is pretty good. It's got we going to street uh, legal. We're doing a little street, legal? street legal. I'm going with street legal. Cause street legal has new pony, which is a song I just love. It's got senior, which I really like. And it's okay, got now you're stretching. Stop crying. baby. Stop crying is the funniest angry love song ever. Where he's like, okay. baby, please stop crying. Like, I wonder why she's crying. <laughs> but the song I'm going to pick is a seven minute epic, which has like a four woman background section horns. It's it's so crazy and over the top. And I love it. I love this song. So my my one man's trash is another man's treasure. Weirdo Dylan pick for you, Timmy, is changing of the guards from Street. I love this one. Let's go. Let's go. 
I feel like it's like Dylan's watching Springsteen blow up and Bob Seger's a big hit. And he's like, well, I can do that. Like, I can get some singers and some horns. I can do that. But so as somebody who's spent a bunch of time in recording studios, this is so obviously like a first or second take. Like the background singers haven't even figured out what the timing is yet. Like, yeah, or the words. Always one singer is a little bit off from the other ones. Like, I stumble to my feet. Stumble to my feet. Like you can hear like the low note isn't hanging up with the other notes. And it's not delivered <laughs> because every once in a while they get it right. And I know I'm sure they're reading the lyrics. He's like, last deal gone down. Last deal gone down. They're all looking, you know, they're like looking at each other, all panicked. And then they get to like, ooh, like oh, thank God the oohs are in the same place. Like, I love the tension of the whole band. Like, I wonder if we're going to the chorus. I wonder if there's a horn set. Like, like he's so obviously not helping. At all. And everyone's just watching his hands and his body language. But it's part of what makes that so great. It's so ramshackle. <laughs> but, but again, it's so magical. Like Dylan, Dylan's terrible at knowing which of his songs are great, but he's great at knowing when he's gotten the take. He just is. And like, and I'm sure go. his producer is like, okay, that was a great run through. Let's go. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Next We're song, done. new pony. <laughs> like two, three. And I love that about him. I try when I'm in a studio myself and you know, I make a little mistake. I almost I always try to keep it because I just feel like I know what it sounded like in my head to be played to you know right correctly. perfectly. Yeah. Like, why am I doing it if not to discover the magic of screwing it up a little bit? Poor and that hey, this is Dylan, Dylan screwing up exactly the right amount to make it make it great what, so. what what year was that jeff 78 so it's the same year as darkness in the edge of town lou reed's street hassle uh elvis costello's this year's model is just broke bob seeger's something yeah uh yeah, great seeger. stuff great stuff all right benny all right so the assignment that you gave us was early <laughs> middle late yeah which I uh, mashed up pretty hard. Okay, um, but my, the one that I'm going to play is actually a good sandwich with Jeff. So the early one is actually not an early recording of it, but my all-time favorite Dylan love song. Jeff, can you name it? It's Love Minus Zero, I think. Totally. Absolutely. That one just murders me. Murders me. And the 1975 live version solo acoustic is so freaking fantastic. Wait, the, the what? Montreal the, hold one. on, I got to write this down. No, no, love, don't play it. Don't play it, Jeff. That's not the one I'm choosing. That one love minus zero absolutely live. kills me. And again, that's the Bring It All Back Home one. That's like the, the sixth yep. best song of Bring It All Back Home, and it's his best love song. <laughs> so beautiful, searing, searing. Um, the, my, uh, the one we're going to actually play fits in super nicely with Jeff because Street Legal is the last record before he does the Christian records. Okay. And it's a record where he's falling apart, in my opinion. Um, yep. You can really see the seams coming apart uh, with him. And he's not able to, he's like um, searching, can't figure anything out. 
I actually kind of like, I mean, there's multiple Christian songs that I actually like. Yeah, um, Every Grain sure. of Sand is great. Um, Precious Angel is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes out of it with Shout Out of Love, which is kind of a mixed Christian one. And then the first one where he's like, I'm back, I'm trying to be a rock star again is Infidels. And uh, Sweetheart Like You, which I previously name dropped, that's the song that I'm going to ask to be played. Absolutely love this one. Hey, Jeff. He comes out and he's trying to get a more modern sound. You know who actually produced it with him, right? Mark Knopfler. He chooses Mark that. Knopfler because he's got a modern sound. Do, uh, <laughs> can you name some of the other people that he approached to do it before he hired Knopfler? No, I can't. And I can't <laughs> wait to hear. <laughs> this is all according to my half-assed Wikipedia research. David right. Bowie, Frank Zappa, and Elvis Costello were approached before he hired Knopfler. Wow. I'm not surprised you talked to Elvis Costello. Those guys are those guys are kids. No, no, but I want to hear the Zappa version of this record. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. I hey, can't man. even imagine. Knopfler produces it and he plays rhythm guitar. Who plays lead guitar on this record? Huh. I remember that the rhythm section is Sly and Robbie, the reggae duo, but I actually don't remember who the lead guy is off the top of my head. Former Rolling Stone Mick Taylor. Is the lead right. and then he goes on the tour. On this record. Yeah, he goes totally. on, the, on the tour with him. That's right. Totally. Oh this is weirdly my favorite Dylan band. This one record. I know you hate the way it sounds. I don't even mind the way it sounds. First of all, I'm such a Knopfler head. I absolutely, I'm so into Knopfler's parts on this record, and the Mick yeah, Taylor solos are amazing. The um, drums sound like shit, though. Come on, the drums are that's awful. fair. That's but wait, hey, listen, it's like it's like you know, Brother Samoan. It's like it's the '80s. What are you gonna do? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> the drums are supposed to sound bad. <laughs> uh, so I would that's say... the line of the of the year, by the way. So that's far really good, podcast. good exactly. stuff. Uh, I would start at two fifty, and this way you get the last verse, and then you can get twenty seconds of Mick Taylor guitar solo over the Knopfler rhythm track, and you get a flavor for just how fantastic this song sounds. They say the patriotism is the last refuge to which a scoundrel clings. Steal a little and they throw you in jail. Steal a lot and they make you king. There's only one step down from here, baby. It's called the land of permanent bliss. What's a sweetheart like you doing in a dump like this? So here's some things I love about this song in particular. First, so appropriately paced. It's like a beautiful mid-tempo song. It's like, right, exactly. It's not too slow, not too fast. They get it exactly right. Love it. Um, second, I love when he he like ditches out of the religious period, but this one's packed with religious imagery. 
He's like, I hear your father's got a house with m- m- many mansions. Each one's got a fireproof f- floor. Like, so freaking yeah. cool. One step down from here is the land of permanent bliss, which is definitely a, a statement about hell. To me, when you listen to the song multiple times, it's like, first of all, it's a, it's a self-hate song. When he's saying, what's a sweetheart like you do in a dump like this? He's like, why would anybody be with me? I hate myself <laughs> yeah. so much. And he's Second, it's a weird Jesus song, too. It's like, what's Jesus doing here on earth with the rest of us? Like, it's got yeah. a, all of this stuff all packed together. Um, rich. I also, rich, I always rich. read the house as a Freudian reference, too. That was an id, ego, super ego. Oh, I like it for sure. Yeah. No, anyhow. So it's a, it's a deep, rich text. I love this one. Have you um, heard the outtake that they put out in the 16th volume of the book? No, I haven't. Is it good? <laughs> take, a, take a quick listen. I think it's cool. And it's the exact opposite of what you were just talking about. He gone up north for a while. So much more stripped down. The very last thing he said was, see you later. Uh, he did go out in style. Pretty good. You like it. Uh, oh, but, yeah, send me that. That's great. And um, you, I hope you've checked out Daniel Romano's version. My boy I have Daniel checked Romano. it out. I didn't like it as much. It made me sad because it, it, it was too It cracked me up, though. It cracked me up. It's like 100 miles the- an hour. The new one, which I will not make Jeff play, but I am going to just go ahead and name drop. Uh, Knocked Out Loaded is a terrible album. Okay. That's one 11 and a half minute song yes, called Brownsville Girl. Girl. It's written with Sam Shepard. Yep. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you've heard my thinking on songs that are even longer than four minutes. This one goes 11 and a half minutes. It freaking <laughs> murders me every time. You put it on shuffle. Whenever it comes up, I'm super happy. It starts with a two and a half minute story about a Gregory Peck movie. And then yep. he tells this long story about <laughs> traveling across the country and back and down to Mexico, hanging out with this woman and everyone's losing their minds. And then it ends with another Gregory Peck movie. He's like, I didn't even know what it was. I'll just see anything with Gregory Peck in it. And I'm like, me too, Bob. I'm with you. I'll buy the popcorn. <laughs> All right, that song's great. That song is not good. It's great. Uh, unbelievable. Well, you, let's do this, man. Yeah, I gotta get going. Um, I've got the the robot. I got the robot lady uh, meeting me out for dinner. We're gonna meet uh, a little after nine thirty at Universal Joint here in Asheville, North Carolina. So what I didn't even. Guys? I didn't even get to my my facts about Hibbing, Minnesota. I mean, I had some good stuff here. Did you know? Not only is it Kevin McHale's hometown, but Roger Maris was also born in Hibbing, Minnesota. Did you know that? I did not know that for sure. Also, the birthplace of Greyhound bus lines. I believe that people would want to get the hell out of Minnesota. <laughs> That's the reason those great men are from that town. They're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. That's not very nice. <laughs> uh, so let's go. I I am also on infidels, uh, Ben. I do not know. Come anything. on. I do not know anything about the the recording, the production. I just know the last song on infidels. Don't fall apart. Guts me. Guts me. Uh, and if you could play a little bit of that, Jeff Simons. You got it, man. That's a great oh, one. I, I love this Also, one blessed with a couple of fantastic new versions on that same collection I was just referencing. So check it out. That drum, though. That, that gated... Just a minute for you and me, girl. 
Thank you. I, I tell you, I, I love that uh, reminder of being present, of not always worrying about what has come before me, not always fretting about what is uh, is ahead. And uh, so I just love that. Just just be present. Be present right here. You and me don't fall apart of me tonight. Now, it does. It does kind of sound like they're at a CD bar and everything, but I, I'll. So I can't wait to hear what you guys think of the new remix, Time Out of Mind, that came out. Uh, okay. Because um, my hot take is that it's uh, a, a profound improvement. Wow, the really? That they made, it, they made it bigger and richer without changing the fundamental listening experience. I was like, I wasn't sold. Lovesick, I was like, this sounds essentially the same. And then the uh, Dirt Road Blues kicked in. I was like, good Lord. It's like they scrubbed it. So I'm I'm eager oh, to hear interesting. what you Okay. Is Highland is Highland still sixteen minutes long? It is awesome. Does he still name drop Erica Jong? Just a little bit more in that scrambled egg in Highlands. (laughs) There's there's an extra egg verse where he goes into it. Uh, gentlemen, this was great tonight. We should do like we'll do more Dillings. We'll come back to Hibbing, Minnesota, for some gas at some point. I'll leave my wallet in the gas station, so we have to come back. (laughs) Love it. All right, you guys have a great night. I will have see a good you. dinner tonight. I will Timmy. see you. Thank you. I'll see you in the southwest. Hey, listen, don't fall apart on Helen. All right. No, that's my goal. On my way to the to the student dance show in twenty five minutes. So my night all is right. just beginning as well. I would love for you to host and do the robot. <laughs> no. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, later Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electric acid.